0: Welcome to the High on God podcast, your regular dose of Holy Ghost encouragement and out-of-this-world-down-to-earth incarnational, revelational experiences in our mystical union with the supernatural Jesus Christ. Here are your hosts, Matthew Spinks and Zachary Paul Pratt. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and accompanying YouTube vlog at the links in the description or easily found at www.thefirehouseprojects.com. Now ease back into Abba's arms and enjoy the show. Welcome kids to another episode of the High on God podcast and vlog. This is Zachary Paul Pratt. Hello. I, I am Matthew Raymond Spinks. And uh, what episode are we on now? Is this episode nine?
1: Episode 19.
0: Na- nine. Nine. <laughs> um, so we are going to dive into some fun stuff. Um, we've been doing interviews for the last couple of weeks, but this week we're just going to have a, a little convo, uh, talk amongst ourselves, uh, seltzer water talk, as we said.
1: Internal interviews
0: brought to you by Kroger brand blackberry citrus seltzer water we are not (laughs) pre-gaming before our road trip Mm,
1: nor are we sponsored by Kroger
0: (laughs) we're just gaming (laughs) anywho we usually bring you a recommendation of a uh, book and music for your toking pleasure in the Holy Ghost Um, and uh, this week I wanted to recommend Prayer by Hans Urs von Balthasar
1: Balthasar
0: a lot of glory on him. Just been getting into this uh, book. I, I love Balthazar. He's, uh, why do I recommend this book? Because of um, the stuff. It's <laughs> good. It's man. always the best reason. No, it's... Uh, he, he's, he comes at all of his writing... Uh, well, he's a student of Barth, Karl Barth, and uh, he comes at all of his writing at the very Trinitarian perspective. Uh, you know, he's always talking about... Um, just what it means to be in Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so many, you know, he tackles so many different topics from that perspective. And so, what I love about this book is, uh, you know, sometimes people think theologians are not contemplatives um, mm. or that theologians are just intellectuals. And he yeah. really dives into. Um, just the, just experiencing the Trinity from a really healthy theological perspective. So if you want to dive into some uh, meaty theology that's also hammered and contemplative, check out Prayer by Hans Urs von Balthasar. Um, and music I was thinking to recommend this week. If you haven't already got into Love Secrets by John Mark Pantana. <laughs> it's Zach's favorite because it sounds so much like Bon Iver. But... Um, no, it's, it's, it's just good, man. I've just been blasting it in my car, and every track on the album is incredible. Uh, it's got the fat beats and also the high falsetto vocals, which that's all <laughs> you need for a successful Glory album. <laughs> no, also the
1: spirit-twanging synthesizers. <laughs> yeah,
0: Holy Spirit's in there somewhere. Usually, yeah, it's usually through the keyboards, but... Um... No, it's, High, it's, mid range. it's It's an awesome album, and a lot of our friends have been rocking it. Great uh, finished work lyrics for the most part, and uh, just hammered. And it's really a Song of Solomon album in a way. Let the hearer understand. But um, yeah, so uh, we will dive into this week's topic, which um, we're, we're going to be experimenting a little bit with some conversations wherein mm-hmm. one of us surprises the other with the topic of conversation. So Zach doesn't know what we're going to be talking about this week. Nope. Um, Not that he ever does. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's funny. Last week we did a just kind of a hammered, uh, you know, ramblings with uh, Lady Z just getting drunk and, uh, and just, you know, releasing Heaven's Party in a way. And, and, uh, one of the things, whenever you do that, you get people emailing you and messaging you saying like, are you for real? Like what is going on here? Uh, one of the questions that I go over in my book is kind of what I wanted to talk about today, but it is the, the, the often asked question, um, isn't this uh, whack, isn't this bliss or this high on God thing, just a shallow like form of spirituality. Or isn't it like an escapism or isn't it some sort of, uh, you know, how could being high be, uh, rich and filled with depth? And so just kind of wanted to address that and say, uh, and I'm going to let Zach start since I've given him at least 15 seconds now to uh, contemplate this. But, um, (laughs) what to you is, is, you know, a rich and, uh, and uh, meaty like spirituality that you found in this high on God message in this high on God experience. Like what, you know, how would you answer that question? If someone said, doesn't that seem like just a shallow thing or like, are you, aren't you guys just trying to laugh and avoid the serious issues of the day? Mm. Um, what is substantive of, of the bliss of Jesus? Mm.
1: Hmm. Mm gotcha can't be a better question really though (laughs) (laughs) it's as good good as it it? gets
0: (laughs) yeah man come on come on
1: i like i i was just kind of thinking about the the word escapism just now i was like escapism (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. because i think people think of the word escapism in that shallow context or in the temporary context uh escapism i think by definition is is uh, transient or temporal like you you are finding a way to escape reality um, in a temporary way um, or forget about reality or forget about some kind of reality yeah um, as someone who's like experienced you know all I'd say <laughs> you know as someone who's experienced the beautiful and natural you know human response to humor uh just laughing or feeling blissful in the presence of other people um i can say that you know the the whack the you know getting drunk on jesus it 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 is that but it's so much more um as 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 far as something that's substantive because you i think some people find I think some people are experiencing God in those states of enjoying each other or um, enjoying something funny. But I also think that um, there's a there's a, a level where you realize or you become aware of on a whole new level this laughter of God within you that is piercing through circumstance. You know, if humor is circumstantial um, or if humor is about timing um, – god is uh sort of a circumstance or a timing that's always full of (laughs) you know humor we're always full of joy uh despite whatever circumstance we might be perceiving with our five senses yeah there is a perceived circumstance himself inside of us piercing through that circumstance lending a context lending uh A tangible incarnational uh, response to that circumstance Um, one of the ways that I've been encountering Christ uh, one of the ways I've been aware of Christ in my circumstance is is sort of an out-of-body experience where I see this illusion I might have of myself in a situation being overwhelmed anxious or depressed about something and I'm laughing at that because it's not it's not even a, a, a laugh of derision. It's a laughter of 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 freedom. It's a laughter of no know, of knowing mm-hmm. yeah. a, a laughter of of grand scale perspective of the temporariness of such of the situation and of finding the joy in seeing how small those realities that this illusory person is experiencing mm. of anxiety of depression or or whatever what have you feeling overwhelmed um, it's it's beyond words to a certain extent because it's it's like mm-hmm. I find myself full of joy and laughing thinking about or seeing a vision of of me from the outside and about how how much how much glory there is surrounding that, how much glory there is surrounding that person um, in the grand context. So um, as far as it being substantive, it's not so much of an escape as it is in a, in a sudden awareness of Jesus's perspective or a sudden awareness of his reality breaking in and um, in a permanent way. And you being able to, experience it in your emotions and in your mind um, and it's always just so full of joy yeah and freedom yeah. Um, so that's in freedom and and I think you know if you if you watch kids like I want to say something else like you watch children in their most natural uninhibited state it's very similar to that because they they're they're delirious and giddy with joy and with uh, with a social uh, high or or a, or a happiness that transcends um, anything that they're that they're that's going on around them, they're not even aware of it because they're just so blissful, blissfully aware of how great it is for, to be alive. But in yeah, an experiential more. way, they're not thinking about it. They're just uh, the free, to it. Yeah. free to be themselves. Free to be. So yeah. I would liken it to that a little bit feels like being a child again having no worries whatsoever what is there left to you know why wouldn't you laugh why wouldn't you be full of a bliss full of a high in your whole body when you're just completely free of any any having to be concerned with anything
0: that's it you know
1: it's being a child again you have no worries whatsoever and everything is taken care of now what so yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's what it feels like to that's me it's awesome. just like whoa <laughs> yeah you, whoa,
0: yeah. Sure. no it's it's awesome and I, I you know uh, you can tell you're describing an experience you know you're describing things that yeah. you really have experienced um and that and actually what's crazy i've found the same thing it's it's often hard to put language to what you're experiencing yeah. you know it's like how do I know this is substantive? Well, it's real. Then I've experienced it. And uh, so like, you know, we didn't just try to mentally gymnastic our way into this Oof, stuff. You yeah. Know? Uh, uh, but what, another thing I was hearing from what you're saying is uh, just kind of perspective, you know, like a real uh, uh, other perspective um, on things. And like you mentioned kind of out of body experience, like so many times people are caught up in their own uh, they think what they're experiencing is so uh, substantial, but actually there is something more substantial. Mm, uh, that's what I was hearing. Right. What saying and, yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, I had a little more time to think about this in preparation, <laughs> but I would say a lot of similar things, you know, what's, uh, huh, what What's so amazing to me about this bliss in Jesus is, is really that it's a real thing. Like it's, um, you know, we're, we're, we're experiencing a, uh, the greatest reality. Um, a lot of times people will say, well, let's keep it real, you know, uh, or I'm just being real right now. And what they usually mean is they're going to say something negative, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, like, I, I don't know how many times I hear it in pop culture. They're like, that's real. Well, it's always said after something kind of negative, <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's real, or thanks for being real or whatever. And, uh, and this is Like I think that exposes something in the culture and in the human perspective that we're so convinced that uh, what is real is something uh, negative or difficult or hard or, you know, whatever, like sad or something like that's real. And and, uh, and so that's why I think this question even comes up so often. They're like, wow, you guys just seem like you're you know, like escaping reality. It's like, no, 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 we're actually experiencing the greater, like what is the deeper reality, which is Jesus, you know? Um, But it seems so weird to you because you're convinced that reality, like something real has got to be something kind of negative or or harsh or hard. And so I think uh, that that's one thing is, you know, this is why the gospel of Jesus is so dynamically related to the whack to me because uh, the whack stems from when you hear the message about what's true about reality, that like Jesus actually took care of all the serious business at the cross, (laughs) which has been one of my favorite lines lately. I've just been meditating on like all the, all the issues, all the serious stuff has already been dealt with by Jesus in his life, death and resurrection. And that doesn't mean that like uh, solutions aren't manifesting in real time, but that all of those solutions have an eternal source in something that's already true like you know you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free but the truth was true before you believe it as our buddy Godfrey just said in a recent song. Um you know so what you know why do I think this is substantial? Because I I find that it's based in reality uh and it was that revelation of the in Christ world, you know, it's Second Corinthians five says that if anyone's in Christ they're in a whole new world or the old is gone, behold the new is come for me, the whack, it just stems out of that sudden dawning on me when I'm like, oh my gosh, it's all new. Like everything's been made new. Like (laughs) I'm, I'm new, you're new. Like, like I have a perfectly new and fresh relationship with God, with all creation. And even though, you know, not everyone's woken up to this, not all creation's even woken up to manifest it yet. I see it first, you know, and as that dawns on me, it cannot produce anything but ecstasy, bliss, and delight, and and uh, and uh, because it's you know eternally substantial in the in Christ reality, it's not something that comes and goes. It's not a roller coaster. Uh, I, it's just whenever I remember that that's true, I realize I've, I'm all of a sudden ec- ecstatic. I'm in bliss, you know, remembering what's real, and so. You know it's a, just a dynamic shift in our awareness in our what we believe about reality um, which our buddy Francois always says you know uh, the gospel is simply uh, you know when we come to see what God has always seen or what God's always known and uh, but humans mm-hmm. so far up until this point I've been convinced that uh, you know if you're ecstatic if you're happy if you're blissful um, you're probably not being realistic you know, and that is a dynamic shift that the gospel comes to change, and I think that, to me, is why there's a substance uh, to this bliss and to this whack because uh, it's actually based in reality. We're not escaping anything; we're waking up from the what the false. What was the escape? Was the you know the fall? You know, the fall in mindset was an escape from reality, a, a negative escapism. You know, so we're actually waking up to what's true that we're whole and healed and set free and filled with heaven, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's like, you know, I, th- I think that for, I think for many people, it will, s- they have no other way to perceive it from the outside as, as anything but an escape because they don't, because that's the only context that they have for happiness or joy is Um, when, when they sort of have to artificially create some sort of, some sort of break for themselves or some sort of like break from reality, you know, through drugs, through even just through time, uh, alone or time in a, in a book or something, which, you know, time in a book, time, whatever, time alone is good, but like. But if it
0: becomes used like an escape, like that, it yeah. is a, it a negative. Or like, it's not necessarily negative. It's just it's not going to be substantial, really. Yeah, I mean, the,
1: the thing the thing is is like, Jesus is like that circumstance that's always present, yes. always always yes. there, and to have access to that joy and that peace and that bliss, um, to to experience the, the the depths and the meatiness the meatiness of of that yes. um come on that pleasure is not something that w- we may have a grid for um w- you know if we haven't encountered it before so you know it it it's just kind of there's no other way to frame it but as like something like that but yes, but um you know <laughs> there there is a, there is an element to which it is you know you are finally escaping the realm of being ruled by your actions, your willpower yes, and yes, yes. your ego and right. your ability to control your situation and, and go and get your own happiness for yourself. So in that sense, I mean, it is kind of an escape because you're escaping that false reality, right. you're escaping that, you know, that thing. And, um, it's interesting because one thing that I've been, I feel like learning about this week is like how there's a lot of value in making decisions quickly and in making decisions without worry about the consequences because most decisions are correctable and most decisions, you know, you won't have a better chance of making the right decision. If you wait for more information, you just don't like statistically increase your odds of making the right decision if you wait longer. And I think that those that's really, really empowered by Being free from thinking that everything hinges on, you know, you making the right decision. Um, Being free from being paralyzed at the point of decisions. Because we all have to make decisions every day about everything in practical life. And um, as a parent, you know, there's like many decisions I have to make as a husband. There's many decisions that I have to make on a daily basis. And um, in Christ, I... I'm free from the feeling that everything rests on this decision that I'm trying to make at this moment and if I make the wrong decision there's gonna be irreversible consequences right there's a there is a feeling you know it's not it's not realistic but it's a feeling that I have gotten in the past but the reality is exactly and it's a paralyzing feeling but the thing is is in Christ you know you are at most empowered to make decisions in a way that is actually scientifically proven to be the most effective, because you're not um, paralyzed by that fear. You you trust that he has the results of this this the outcome of this mm. in his hands, and also you know and you're at peace and at rest that you know you can just make the decision, just choose one way or the other, and you know <clears throat> you can feel happy about the outcome regardless. You know, your Sorry. happiness isn't resting on whether it turns out good or bad. And you can you can learn, you can have fun, you can explore in the world around you because, you know, you can you can find, you know, which what one way is better than the other way. If I go this way, this is what happens. And, you know, if, if it results in something, you know, bad, then there's still that ability to be completely tapped into, you know, our our complete grafting in of uh to the godhead through Jesus uh regardless of that circumstantial outcome.
0: Well, and you know everything is still going to be ultimately okay. Yeah. So you're able to like oh, like not all the pressure is on me here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so good. Yeah, that's so just a little
1: good. another little thing that kind of I can fit in.
0: Yeah, uh, man and uh there there's actually so much to talk about with the substance of the bliss i mean yeah. hence the reason i wrote a book about it and hence we're doing podcasts about it and you know all kinds of stuff uh making it the theme of so much of our life because pe- people don't understand that you can live in ecstasy uh, but one, so one of the other main things i was just thinking of in, in uh, thinking about this podcast was uh just the, the fruit that is born out of a life of, uh, being inter- internally satisfied. Mm. Uh, I think that to me, just satisfaction, um, like being filled, like, who was I talking to recently? Uh, and they were, and they were just sharing this thought with me that I'd seen in a couple different places, but they're saying uh, a lot of people that are, um, struggle with addictions and even, uh, even once the, the physical addiction has been broken to like a drug or whatever, sometimes people return to, uh, you know, the, the addiction months later, years later. And it's usually, they said the, the bigger thing to break isn't the physical addiction, but it's the, the fear of missing out, um, that people, you know, they, we all were inbuilt for satisfaction. We were all inbuilt for pleasure um, as much as people want to deny that and they think that's selfish, that's a whole another topic we cover in the book, but the fact that we're all hedonists at heart and there's, you can't escape that, you know? Um, but that's why people, you know, end up in all sorts of addictions or whatever. Um, because they, 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 they there's this, just this need like to be satisfied within us as you know, who, who says it Blaise Pascal, the God shaped hole or whatever. At least he's always credited to that. I can't give you the, uh footnote for it but you know you've heard that that phrase the god-shaped hole or whatever um, but how many people actually experience the filling of that god-shaped hole in their heart and like if you're filled with god in the depths of your heart is that not going to produce an ecstasy and a bliss and i think that ultimately is the goal of all the mystic contemplation of of prayer Uh, of really every one of the spiritual activities of of, uh, Christian life or even every other religion they're trying to get that you know inner peace or whatever you might call it you know and uh, to me the bliss is what you feel when you get inner peace you know (laughs) like when you uh, actually have satisfaction in your soul and um, and then to know that you know because some people even think well that search for inner peace is just a shallow search that the hippies all searched for. You know, we just need to get down to reality and be a good person, be a good citizen and work hard and do our jobs and stuff. And, uh, obviously the, the bliss isn't against working hard or being a good citizen. Uh, but you can't do any of those things long term If you don't have a a real, uh, satisfaction in your heart, it'll bleed out in some other way. And I'm convinced honestly that, uh, the reason we see so many struggles in marriages and families, you know, infidelity or, uh, you know, deadbeat dads, and is because these dads are running off to find something that they couldn't, you know, find in their heart. Uh, their their couples are running off to fill everything with sex and all this stuff, and it's the classic thing. But um, I, I think people say, well, you know, I just I have Jesus. That's an, that's enough but it's like the Jesus I'm smoking on produces bliss, dude. If you, if you just have a deep joy, deep down, I'm telling you, man, that isn't that. I mean, I grew up in the Christian church. I would, and I met all kinds of Christians who had Jesus deep down in their heart, but they weren't experiencing it. You know, they, yeah. and so their life, you know, and the, the fruit of their life bore out over time that they were still trying to fill that hole. And so for me, man, like, uh, well, here's, here's another just random thing that I've been meditating on recently is I, I'm convinced like most Christians, most even spiritual people, people I meet in all sorts of religious backgrounds, they're, they're just not experiencing spiritual life almost at all. Like uh, mm-hmm. th- this phrase, I don't know if I would put it this way, but this way was kind of resonating with me recently. It's like most Christians like walk around with a dead spirit. Mm. Like not really. That's not the truth about them, but they're living in this place of just they... You know, it's like Holy Spirit could be manifesting in the room and they think it's the devil, you know, yeah. like they're so spiritually asleep. You know, um, the average Christian is just very. And, and as soon as you start getting a little bit of awakening, people think you're weird. But when you wake up to the fullness of all, what you have in Christ, you're going to be an ecstatic. You're going to be a mystic. You're going to be whacked. And again, it doesn't mean you're going to be laughing and rolling around all the time. And we've tried to talk about this in many places but you will be uh experiencing uh to me like I, i'm able to to do my job in satisfaction to serve my family in satisfaction always with this just inner like vibration of bliss though like i'm like uh which is just communion with jesus like i'm feeling jesus in every moment not i don't have to go meditate to get it anymore i don't have to do anything but i'm just with jesus and that satisfaction Allows me to live in all of those moments. Like that actual spiritual life with Holy Spirit makes every moment a playground. Makes every moment a pleasure land. Like the most mundane activities are ecstatic because I'm with the eternal God in in the Spirit. And so that produces fruit, man. Because you're really, I'm no longer, like if I'm in a conversation with my wife, I'm not trying to get satisfaction from what she says to me, what she does for me. I'm already satisfied. And, uh, and so that's produced fruit in my marriage, produced fruit with my kids. I don't need my kids to obey me for me to be happy. Like, you know, like I don't need my work things, my circumstances to go right. This is what you're talking about. You're like, you like, you can step back into the greater circumstance. And you're like, I'm freaking in heaven. Like a few little circumstances is going to mess up my life, you know. Mm. And so the fruit of what that bliss uh, produces, you know, and uh, I've just been longing, like this is part of why I wanted to do this topic. I've been longing to see people uh, who's with vibrant, alive spirits. Uh, I've been co- I did a series recently called Wizened Mystics, just encouraging people to drink deep of the gospel and drink deep of Jesus until you're that satisfied that they're, that your life becomes fruitful, healthy, abundant. Uh, but it's the source in this bliss. Like I'm, I'm convinced, man. And so. Mm. I just bounced around in a lot of different things, but, uh... <laughs> good. Obviously, I believe this bliss is substantial, and, uh... Um, mm. yeah.
1: yeah, more to the substance. I mean, the bliss is sourced on Jesus's flesh and blood. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more substantial than God becoming a person. Yes. Than the God-man himself. There's nothing more substantial than realizing Christ's living in your body, through your body. Yes. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's indwelling, giving you that Trinitarian life in every moment. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more tangible than your physical body being an expression of the Trinity right now in this moment that's what we're getting blissed off of there's nothing more (laughs) substantial or tangible than that Exactly. i mean there's nothing you're more connected to in the world around you than your own body there's nothing more tangible or substantial than your body as an expression of jesus the ultimate god man the ultimate human body expressing Mm. himself through your body so i mean talk about tangible talk about substantial you know just like there's meat here. That's no, some it, substance.
0: That, and that's what all the mystics and theologians, I mean, that's why I love, uh, Balthazar here, you know, <laughs> these different theologians we've been getting into because, uh, the source of this bliss is Christ in you. The, the source of this bliss is the incarnation. The source is, you know, uh, talk about mystic realities, talk about substantial realities, God becoming a man. Yeah. You know, God living in us, living through us. And, uh, Namely, specifically in Jesus Christ. Yeah. It doesn't get get more rich than that.
1: When you start experiencing these things that were near platitudes in your Christian life. Yes. These things that you thought were just mm, phrases, nice phrases that you would just tell yourself on Sunday morning or while you're praying. And then you would feel a little bit of peace or whatever when you would say them. But really, I mean... There's so much juice in every single line of Paul's, go- uh, Paul's Gospels, you know, Paul's Paul's letters, you know, Paul's Gospel. There's so much juice in, you know, every line of, of Scripture when viewed through Christ. It's just, you know, that whole Christ in you. Those three words. I mean, you could just drink those three <laughs> words for a thousand years. Yes. Because it's a mystical encounter with the reality behind those words. It's a mystical encounter with the God that breathed those words. Come on. It's a living in the present moment, you know, caught up in that Trinitarian, you know, love relationship in those words, via those words. So, man. Come on.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll just share one more uh, experience I had with a, a friend recently we've been doing our high on God tours and uh, and and a guy came up to me after the, one of the meetings and, and uh, he was just like you, so you're talking about pleasure are you just encouraging us to go out and like find pleasure in whatever form you know like uh, he's like I have women offering themselves to me in these foreign countries he, was, he had a, you know kind of a unique experience but he's like he's like are you just telling me to go ahead and like hook up with all these women or whatever and I was like and and it just, it just struck me because, um, I'm thinking, man, I would never say anything like that. And none of, none of that came across in my message. But when people hear the word pleasure, they, it's so foreign still for people to think of pleasure in context with God. Like it's still so foreign that when you say like, wow, like we're all about pleasure and bliss, people immediately think, are these guys doing drugs and sleeping around? Yeah, it's sexual or it's drug. Yeah, it's yeah, drug. yeah, and and um and <laughs> and it just made me like, again realize like the importance and and I just want to encourage you, listener and whoever's watching this, to uh, to really dive deep into the the rivers of pleasure at his right hand. You know, um, it's a, you know all through the Psalms, there's so many references all through the Bible. There's so many references to the to the pleasures of knowing God. You know, this is eternal life that we might know him. Because our culture right now is almost uh, asleep to the, to the bliss. In fact, like, it's so funny. You say, I'm high on God. And people will go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know all about that. Like, I get high on life sometimes. Like, no, 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 dude. Like, in this culture, I'm telling you. Like, now, maybe they were. I don't want to ever assume and judge somebody's experience. But what I've found most places is, like, people think oh high on god it means you maybe had a couple goosebumps during a worship song like dude no there are pleasures forevermore <laughs> and uh if if we're not diving into them if we're if we're still kind of hesitant like is, the, or is this okay like am i allowed to like then the culture will continue to think that pleasure is just about illicit sex and and uh, abusing drugs yeah. like it's it's which so, they
1: also associate with the pain of withdrawal
0: yeah, and, and and therefore pleasure becomes a, assumed that's an, just an escapism, and yeah. the pleasure is shallow. And pleasure always comes with pain. Yeah, dude. But it, <laughs> you know, let's dive deep into it so that we can see this redefinition within the culture of the planet that we would re, that remember Eden was our origin. You know, Eden was our home to begin with. Uh, you know, Eden means the pleasure, <laughs> and so like. It is not a shallow reality, but until, you know, we all begin to wake up to this good news and drink deep, um, man, people are still confused about and dissatisfied and therefore hurting one another, hurting themselves. And, and so I think, you know, the, the, the gospel synonymous with bliss, synonymous with drinking and being hammered in celebration and party is exactly what this world needs, not as another shallow escape, but as the, the substantial uh, you know solution that Jesus Provided in his mystic body And blood
1: uh, Experiencing the pain free
0: Mr. Pleasure himself If you if you think sex Is great <laughs> <laughs> Being one with the creator of the Universe in his body In just his try, body inside of yours <laughs> just, try plugging
1: in, just try plugging into what your body Was designed for yes, Talk dude. about a key in the
0: ignition It's yes, like oh thank you lord <laughs> So read the Song of Solomon. Go listen to Love Secrets by John Mark Pantano. <laughs> and all will become clear. <laughs> yeah. uh, and c- come join us on one of our High on God tours, uh, you know, on, on my Facebook and uh, on the on thefirehouseprojects.com. I get all the events. Come, come and drink with us. And let's, uh, let's just see, you know, the pleasures of heaven, the substantial bliss of the gospel become normal again all over the world. <laughs> or like never before amen mm, man. well thanks Zach yeah it's a pleasure you, Matt. maybe you
1: should start putting my face on a projector above you while you're on tour that's right maybe. like the Teletubby sunshine so that I can <laughs> I can say I was there
0: <laughs> I wish Zach could be at all the events with us but, uh, he's you know he's doing the, the normal job thing, yeah <laughs> taking care of kids and stuff. the normal life yep I'm whacked on the road and he's whacked at home but it's all good amen Amen. Well, until next time, boys and girls, we love you and uh, keep on token the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the High on God podcast with Matthew Spinks and Zachary Paul Pratt don't forget to subscribe to the show and check out the accompanying YouTube blog where we'll have short guided meditations on the glory of Jesus as well as additional random coverage and updates from the God High. Also, if you believe in the message we're putting out to the world, consider donating or becoming a monthly partner at www.thefirehouseprojects.com slash donate so that we can spread the authentic, inebriating good news of Jesus. Alrighty then, until next time, stay high on the supply inside that never runs dry Jesus Christ.